Today's episode of Quality Control is brought to you by lynda.com, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a 10-day free trial, visit lynda.com slash quality control. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash quality control. Lynda's for problem solvers, for the curious, for people who want to make things happen. They got a lot of great courses like uh, designing data visualization or iOS 8 SDK new features. Your lynda.com membership gives you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics for one flat rate. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash quality control. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash quality control. My guest today is Mike McCorder here to discuss his review of Bloodborne. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Mike McCorder, welcome to the show. Oh, hey, Justin, it's me again, you know. Your old quality control standby. Going for the, go from no appearances to two in a row. Yep. Working on a streak here. Working on a streak. It's a hot, hot streak. You got to keep reviewing the big games. This has been a, I will say, a long time coming. In fact, if memory serves, the Bloodborne review went up like a month ago today. It came out a month ago today. Uh, Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. um, So it's, it's, it's been some time to marinate. Mm-hmm. On on Bloodborne, I'm sure you kept playing it after your review went went up. I would assume. I have. I've logged uh, about 85, 90 hours at this point, and uh, working on a new run as a uh, waste of flesh. Why? Didn't you platinum? Didn't you? I did, but the you know now I'm gonna you know I've done a couple soul level one runs in uh, Dark Souls and Demon Souls games, so I'm gonna see uh, how this whole waste of flesh no leveling up thing goes. Oh, you're not gonna level up either. Yeah, I'm just I just beat uh, Father Gascon again uh, as a level four loser. So uh, you're an insane yeah. person, uh, Mike McCorder. You are uh, you're insane. Uh, when Bloodborne was first sort of sent out to to press folks, I, we were playing it. I know because we were in New York uh, when when copies went out, and we were playing it. And sort of the the consensus there among amongst us in the in the early days was that. Um, Bloodborne was harder than any Dark Souls game had uh, that had come before it. Um, do you think that holds up throughout the game? Was that your impression when you first started? And and do you think uh, it, it is harder uh, taken as a whole than the other Souls games? And and sort of where would you rank them if you were to to rank them in terms of difficulty? Well, there you know, it's sometimes it's a little hard to judge that when you're kind of playing these things blind. Uh, I played Demon Souls with uh, a lot of the help of the community, and and uh, I guess maybe Dark Souls two kind of the same way. But you know, I played Dark Souls one and Bloodborne pretty much blind, meaning that I didn't have any wiki help or I didn't really have the assistance of too many other players who had. Uh, who had gotten too far into the game. So it can be a little bit hard to judge in that sense. Mm-hmm. I found the opening hours of Bloodborne really, really difficult. Um, much in the same way that I found Dark Souls 2 pretty difficult early on. Um, to the point where there were some moments where I, I kind of felt like I might I might start, you know, welling up a little bit. Might have some tears going. Mm-hmm. Um but I found the front half of Bloodborne to be a little more difficult than the second half. Um, and 
you know, that may be, you know, by design to kind of get you into the groove. I, I did find it pretty difficult, though, I got to say. Um, and, uh, you know, I think some of that is really just kind of relearning how to play these games because Bloodborne does play very differently from a lot of the, the other Souls games mm -hmm. and uh you know specifically i was a i was a shield user um it was kind of a it was kind of a baby uh, <laughs> and um so it, it took a little time but you know I, I i think it's kind of almost at the same level as as all the other games mm -hmm. um I, I you know it's funny i heard so many people talking about how oh man it's gonna be tough for shield users like shield users are really gonna struggle with bloodborne i was the guy who would use the binoculars <laughs> to shoot with magic spells from halfway across the level like that was my play style okay and i wasn't that, is, that, that big is of a baby utterly not reflected in <laughs> bloodborne that it's not an available option um for me you know it's funny i i, I definitely did struggle early on um but the the distinction that i would make is that I, I bloodborne is definitely hard like there's no there's no two ways about that but i also find that it's less intentionally fear infuriating i think than than the other souls games i think this is simply stuff like and this is remedied a bit by dark souls 2 i think um uh, specifically in the way it handles death and how you you sort of deal with with that um uh, but like th there was no stuff like in the first dark souls when you would get cursed and just lose a good portion of your health bar until you did a bunch of crazy stuff that uh, was, you know, was not clearly marked. I feel like though individual things in Bloodborne are difficult, um, holistically, it's not particularly like punishing, you know, like it's not it, it, it. A lot of times you aren't being penalized, I feel like, as harshly. Yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of people describe the Souls games as tough but fair. And I think that this game is more tough but fair than a lot of the other entries. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like you mentioned, cursing is not an issue. When I was playing Dark Souls 1 for review uh, for the first time, when I reached the kind of invisible platforms um, down in the Crystal Caves, I called some serious bullshit on that mm -hmm. because I thought that that was just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and, you know, th there's... One of the things in, in Dark Souls 2 where as you died repeatedly, your your kind of health would deteriorate. Um, and, you know, I, I think weapon breaking um, in Dark Souls 1 when you're kind of uh, in the, what is it, the Valley of Defilement? Or is that Demon Souls? Whatever the swamp area is, I can't, I can't recall it. Uh, you know, those areas just seem like kind of bullshit. Like, right. you called bullshit on the game. And the, one in, I feel uh, the one in Dark Souls 2 where, that was just lined with uh, little poison-spitting statues. Yeah. Oh, just like, miserable. I mean, like, doable, but just, like, so miserable. Yeah, and there, there doesn't seem to be too much of that in Bloodborne. You know, I think the um, Nightmare Mensis area is a little bit bullshit with some of the frenzy stuff that happens there. But I think it's a little more consistently tough but fair um, than other other entries in the series or other For from you, software was that, games. Was that the most difficult section? Was that was that the hardest in your in your estimation, the, the nightmare? I think comparatively it's really kind of the opening section. Uh, you know, I had a lot really? of tough uh, tough battles with some of the bosses like like Vicar Amelia I think was, was is really hard. Um and I, I think it was more that some of those bosses just kind of worked me over a lot. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was the, the early on initial areas that, that were, were really some of the toughest for me. And, 
You know, I guess maybe some of the Forbidden Woods area was a little bit tough because some of those snake monsters are are, are real jerks, I yeah, gotta say. Just real jerk holes. Yeah. And then the end of the whole the whole Nightmare Mentis section was was pretty rough because of the, the dang spiders and then the, the frenzy things and Yeah. Yeah. That I got I got really upset in that section of the game for sure. You know what else? I just want to tell you this. This isn't in context or important in our discussion whatsoever. I beat the last three bosses on the first try. Yep, me too, actually. It's weird, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you're just, like, so into the mechanics that it doesn't... Now, I, I will say a little bit of a disappointment, I feel like, with, with, with Bloodborne for me is that so many... And I was watching, to be frank, I was watching a lot of our um, uh, boss guide walkthroughs that Griffin did, um, and, that, and that was helpful, um, but... I, I gotta say, a lot of them, the, the techniques tends to uh, be pretty homogenous, which is to say, get behind them and then hit them a lot and then don't let them get you in front of them. Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, the early bosses in the game, like the Cleric Beast and Vicar Amelia, are really good training for the end of the game. Because, um, and, and then, like, you know, if you learn how to use the left hand weapon parrying system in that game, that turns some of the later bosses into, you know, a little bit of a joke because you can, you know, shoot those shoot those fellows right in the in the mug and 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 they'll stagger and and you do some real damage and and so yeah I mean I, I feel like you're pretty effectively trained to to take down the the final bosses in in those games. Um, you know I don't think there's any necessarily there aren't too many souls bosses where the where the final boss is really kind of the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more kind of in the middle. Yeah. Uh, Dar- uh, how how do you play your first? Uh, how do you approach your first playthrough with with Souls games when you're when you're doing a review? Are you are you a completist the first time around? Are you you know how do you how do you sort of approach it? Well, no, I was not going for completion. I was going for beating the game in four days. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I think a lot of the information about how to get to certain things in the game, um, you know, that wasn't really readily available. I'm not exactly the most thorough game player. I kind of just look, Justin. I'm just not that smart of a guy. Okay, there a lot is. of the stuff just there. sneaks past me because I'm thinking about other things like you know food, right. um, and um, you shelter, know, shelter, heat, yeah, shelter. <laughs> um, just a man. Yeah, yeah I, I think that uh, I, I certainly wasn't comprehensive, and that's why I have gone back to the game a couple times and, and seen some of the um, optional bosses and and some of the, the final bosses that uh, I didn't see in my first playthrough. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of the guy just like, I just want to get through it and see how it goes, and then I'll go back and, and, and pick it up later on. Sean asks, how different is it to play a Souls game in pre-release? Where do, where do you go to to get help? Well, when I played Dark Souls, I was actually kind of working with, um, I think Japan got the game maybe like one or two days early. And with the time difference, that meant some of their wiki, like the Japanese wiki was being trans- was being um, uh, updated. So I had to go off some Google translations for some particularly thorny things I couldn't get past. <laughs> Um, but other things, you know, that I did, I did speak to maybe one or two other people who were playing the game. Um, I know a guy who beat the game in about two and a half days. Uh, and I kind of just get, you know, got some temperature readings from him on, on where I was and how much further I had to go. Otherwise, you know, I kind of just brute forced it. Um, I don't think there's anything in that game that's too tricky or too difficult to figure out on your own. 
Um, I mean, at least in terms of just trying to get through the game and, and see the end of it. Uh, but otherwise, I, I, you know, I did look at some wiki stuff. Some people had access to the game a little early, but I was mostly on my own. There's a lot of reinvention in this series, and I, and I, a lot of times I don't think it gets enough credit for how uh, much Souls games revisit a lot of their core mechanics and sort of discard stuff and mm-hmm. and tack new stuff on. Um, if there is another Bloodborne, if there's another in this specific you know branch of the tree, uh, what do you what would you like to see change? What would you like to see sort of fall by the wayside, and what would you like to see uh, included? I think that maybe I'd like to see a little bit more weapon variety. I love the whole trick weapon system, but I think that, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to apply to every weapon in the game. Um, I think maybe I'd like to see a little bit more uh, interesting stuff happen with some of the uh, upgrades. I was kind of a fan of the armor upgrade system in, uh, in Dark Souls. And I, I gotta say, I actually kind of like the slightly more esoteric, difficult to upgrade system in Demon Souls. I kind of enjoyed how hard it was to do some of those things uh, to upgrade your weapons in, in that game. Um, I also do kind of miss things like the the boss souls system. You know mm-hmm. how you can turn. You know you have to kind of make those tough choices about what you want to do with the boss soul in Demon Souls and Dark Souls. And I kind of missed that that was a, a that was you know not a factor in Bloodborne, um, and then I I think I'd kind of like to see them play a little bit more with some of the multiplayer side of things. You know there were some early rumors and reports that um, you know multiplayer stuff was going to be a little less directly engaged. You know you pretty much have to ring a bell to play with another player. I think early on there was some discussion about, you know, they would, that would kind of just naturally organically happen like it would in a, a game like Destiny where you would just kind of come upon another player. Mm-hmm. I think I'd like to see them kind of mess around with the, the multiplayer systems mainly uh, more than anything. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to leave that up to the professionals. I uh, got some more questions from from readers. This is sort of a, a combo question because it's asking the same thing. But Seth says he's never played a Blood uh, Souls game and was thinking about giving them a shot. Would this be a good intro point? Sever says, I've never had more than a passing interest uh, in hearing stories of people running into crazy stuff in Souls games, but I find myself really wanting to get into Bloodborne. Uh, from a distance, it seems more accessible. Is this a good jumping on point for this type of game? I do think it is, um, but you know, personally, I would I would recommend to I would recommend any of the games to almost anyone. Um, you know, when I started playing Demon Souls for the first time, I hated it and I thought it was really dumb. I you know I got the game from from Atlas like a, like about a month before it came out. Didn't really know too much about it and started playing it. I was like, wow, this is really dumb. Um, I'm not having any fun here. This like progressing in this game sucks. I hate uh, and then it's happening. Yeah. And then I started to hear a little bit more about it and, and thought, oh, OK, so maybe my initial thought about this game not being for me was wrong because I was kind of just approaching it from how I play a lot of other games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would recommend that, you know, really take a shot on any Souls game. I think that Bloodborne is actually maybe one of the more accessible ones because it's you know, it's got uh, fewer items, fewer weapons, uh, fewer systems for people to contend with. I think you can, you know, you can play pretty well with just kind of the stock stuff that they give you. I, I just think 
if you're having a hard time with the game, um, you know, it really just requires I think requires you to kind of rethink your approach to how you play certain games. And if you if you find that you don't like the approach, uh, I, I can certainly understand that. But I, I think it's really just kind of putting yourself in a different frame of mind. See, it's interesting. I, I think that this would be a good uh, jumping on, on point for people. But I also think that it is going to be ha- really it's, – it's a good jumping off point if you're going to just go forward. I think that it would be really hard after playing Bloodborne – to go back to some of the more like infuriating things in Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two, like I think that's going to be more irritating to you, maybe because you're not you're not used to it. You're used to something a bit more streamlined. Yeah, I I would agree with you there. I think they they you know like you said that they iterate on these things pretty well, and I think that they took out a lot of systems that I I think a lot of players took for granted as crucial to the. Souls experience like magic and and backstabbing and um, and some of the more esoteric upgrades. So yeah, I think going back to those games after Bloodborne might be might be really difficult and feel like a step backwards in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I still think there's a lot of, of value there. I, I I do think that um, yeah, I do think that Bloodborne is a pretty good jumping on point. Um, and I, I would recommend that really anybody try it and try not to focus too much on the difficulty of it. Um, you know, just kind of play it, see if you dig it, step away f- from it for a little while and, and keep coming back to it. Is there, this is a question from Nicholas, uh, is there any going back to the way systems like weapon upgrading, combat, and more work in the Souls series after playing Blood- Bloodborne? I find myself feeling like this is the way I want the series to continue. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of on the same page. Um, you know, I'm really interested to see how From Software is going to approach Dark Souls 3, you know, if they decide to make that game. Um, because, you know, they may decide to continue down the path that, that Dark Souls has, has been going down. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not really interested in that necessarily. You know, you look at the huge amount of weapon and armor variety in that those games, and a lot of it just doesn't really feel very useful or cohesive. Um, and, you know, I think them kind of like whittling these things down is, is a much smarter approach. See, I worried uh, after like after playing this, I didn't have a burning desire to jump back in for another playthrough because I felt like I didn't miss much on my first playthrough because there is that lack of variety. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like I yeah. th- there's a, a vastly different way through the game that I that I could have taken that would have felt a lot different. Yeah, I definitely think there are some valid concerns about kind of the, you know, new game plus parts of that game and how the the multiplayer portion of it works. It doesn't seem like it has, uh, you know, the kind of long term replayability of some of the Souls games. Um, But some of that, I think, may just be that matchmaking wasn't really up to snuff uh, for the past couple weeks. and And now they're just finally kind of getting matchmaking a little bit more solid. Um. Yeah, you know, like we discussed earlier, I'm kind of doing that Waste of Flesh run just to see, you know, what it feels like. I don't really feel like there's anything I haven't explored in the game at this point because I've, I've platinumed it and played through it three and a half times. Um, so, yeah, there are, con- there are some concerns there. And I think that's one of the things that I really liked about previous games that I mentioned earlier. I liked, I liked the, the boss souls um, that you could turn into weapons and magic spells. And I also really liked the um, the tendency system that was in Demon Souls. You know, 
playing that game multiple times and seeing all the things that it had to offer based on that system was really interesting to me. Um, I feel like that some of that is missing from Bloodborne, but it doesn't really affect the core gameplay experience for me that much. So, uh, the Last question from Justin, who says uh, he's heard Bloodborne is especially daunting for those who played the Souls games hiding behind a shield, which is what he did, uh, like a baby clinging to his blankie. He says... Mm-hmm. Uh, I've yet to play Dark Souls 2 and plan to do that before Bloodborne. Would weaning myself off the shield in DS2 better prepare me for Bloodborne? If so, what would be the best character or style to play in DS2 as a Bloodborne prep? I mean, if, if you're trying to prep for Bloodborne with Dark Souls 2, I would maybe try and just use a character that is a is a two-hander, um, either with a with a great sword or with a pair of swords. Um you could maybe just focus a little bit on on magic in your left hand uh, and not use a shield because you can take some pot shots. You know, you can do pot shots in, in Bloodborne as well. Um, but I think, you know, you're going to find that the tools that are available to you as a player in Bloodborne are pretty different from the Souls games. You move a lot faster. Um, dodging uh, seems to be a... a much higher priority for surviving in that game than than it was in in other Souls games. Um, so I think no matter how you play a Dark Souls game, you're gonna have to relearn how to play Bloodborne. Sorry, sorry, but uh, y'all have a lot of fun doing it. Mike McCorder, thank you so much for joining us. Want to give a, another thank you to our sponsor, Lynda.com. Uh, it's an online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, your technology, your creative skills. You get a 10-day free trial if you go to visit Linda. Uh, you visit lynda.com slash quality control. That address, L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash quality control. Uh, master your Excel. Learn negotiation tactics. You can become a better business person. Just go to lynda.com for your 10-day free trial slash quality control. That's lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash quality control. Mike McCorder, thank you so much uh, for for the – we got a ton of Bloodborne content on Polygon. Just uh, go there and search for it. There's lots of stuff to watch and learn and grow. And uh, until the next time we've got a game to talk about, for Mike McCorder, I'm Justin McElroy. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.